0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, times are certainly strange, aren't they? It's amazing how quickly everything seems to change in an instant. People find themselves on lockdown, quarantined, or practicing some form of social distancing. It becomes very easy to fear in times like this it becomes very easy to forget who Christ is, very easy to forget what we learned in Epiphany not too long ago, where we saw Christ proclaimed as the Son of the living God, the very one by whom the universe was made and finds his being, the one who calms the winds and the waves, the one who cures sickness and ailment. But on the bright side, It becomes more and more clear that we are living in the end times. Every new day brings with it a notion that we are closer and closer to the second coming of Christ. Every morning means Christ's return is more and more imminent. And this should be a far more pressing thought to us than any virus, sickness, or illness we are dealing with because there will come a day which no one knows that will be an end to all of this those who have faith will be glorified and meet their savior in their air but those who don't will be cast aside into eternal fire it all hinges upon who your father is jesus his father was clear Like I said earlier, we've come through Epiphany, and his dominion over creation is not in doubt. He has revealed his sonship in the waters of the Jordan when the father's voice split open the heavens and said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. He was declared king of the universe, the son of the almighty God by the Magi, who bowed down and offered to this babe in a manger gifts fit only for a king. But who is your father? The answer for humans, the answer for us, is a quite different one. And today Jesus is not holding any punches. He calls out the Jewish people in today's reading saying they are of their father, the devil. And so it is for you. Jesus, the very son of, is the very son of God. But there is no love for him in the hearts of his hearers. Through willful ignorance and denial, they ignored the testimonies of the patriarchs, the prophets, and then of the Son of God himself. They lied through their teeth so they could trust in their own understanding, their own version of the truth. And so it was that by their actions... They confess their father to be the very father of lies, Satan, the devil. And it is no different even today. You and I do the same thing as the Jews back then by our actions. We're constantly confessing that the devil is our father. We turn our back on God because admitting that Jesus is the Christ, means a whole shift in our worldview. It means that our physical health, our financial prosperity and security, is not the number one priority. Hearing and keeping the word of God is our number one priority. It means that what the world teaches us over and over again, that health and wealth are important, is wrong. But we like our health. We like our rights. We like our normal way of living. We like placing our needs over the needs of others. And so, when we are confronted with the truth that Jesus is of the Father and sent from God, it causes in us panic. Jesus causes panic in us because we are sinners, and that because Jesus is in front of us means that the kingdom of God is at hand. It means business as usual is gone, disrupted, over. It means that we have no one to blame but ourselves for the trials and tribulations of the world. Because we are sinners. And if Christ is who he says he is, then we are without doubt sons and daughters of the devil. No amount of effort on our part will separate us from Satan. Nothing will protect us from the reality that Christ is here and we are part of the wrong family. But it is a good thing that Christ is not like us. Of course, the temptation is to want and expect a Savior who is like us. We want someone magnificent, who fits our understanding of glorious. We want someone who conforms to our words, who doesn't call out our sin, but simply sweeps it under a rug and ignores it. We want someone who honors us, who is impressive and prestigious, likable. Instead, The truth is much less glamorous in our eyes. Jesus is not like the old rabbis in whom the Jews trusted. He isn't elected or set up by the people as a leader. He is appointed, honored, and sent by God alone. He doesn't promote himself. He doesn't seek to grow his following so that he can increase his fame. He seeks to do the will of the Heavenly Father only. That is, he seeks to help and to forgive the sins of sinners like you. He doesn't hide from his neighbor in times of need, but comes to them and takes their sickness upon himself. He places the needs of others over his own. He doesn't lie to excuse himself from the work before him. He doesn't lie to avoid the reality that mankind has sold itself to the devil. He speaks the truth. And he keeps the word of the Father and gladly does what he has been sent to do. Christ goes willingly, uncomplaining to the very people who rejected him. And he allows them to call him the Son of the Father, the Son of God, a liar and demon-possessed. He allows them to accuse him of blasphemy, hang him up upon a tree as a curse. He allows them to pierce his hands and his feet and to drive a spear into his side so that they might be healed. He allows this so that the water that pours from his side might become a life-giving flood in the font That our sonship might be earned and moved from the father of demons to the heavenly father. For it is only by his death that we are forgiven and counted as righteous. That day when Christ was crucified was the day that Abraham rejoiced to see. For it is this day that everything changed. It is this day that the Father has honored and glorified his Son and with him all of humanity. It is because of this day that those redeemed by his blood never need to fear death. It is because of this day that you as a child of God, bought by his own blood and washed in the waters of baptism, have comfort because Christ has paid the price for your sin. He has paid the adoption price. So as the world continues to be enslaved to sin, death, and the devil, you know that by the blood of the Lamb you are free from it all. And you are free because no matter what happens to you and your body here and now, you have a Father who cares for you and loves you more than anything else. You have a Father who covers you with his Son's death so that when you die, be it tomorrow, a year from now, or 80 years from now, you know that just as you are covered by Christ's death, so you are also covered by his resurrection. No amount of worry, anxiousness, or concern will change that. No plague, no sin, nothing can change that, because Christ has said it. And because Christ is the one who never lies, the one who has done the will of God perfectly and given himself for you. Because the Son of God has claimed you as his own and promised that your sins are wiped clean and that your body will be resurrected and raised up to spend eternity with Christ where there is no more trials, where there is no more lies where there is only peace and perfection. Here is our hope, and here we will dwell with him forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.